All right, welcome to another episode of Behind the Human. I am your host, Mark Champagne, and it's my job to unpack the stories and mental fitness practices of people living at the top of their game personally and professionally. Today, I'm chatting with Quentin, who is a speaker, community builder, as well as the CEO of Urban Misfit Ventures, a fast-growing startup based out of Milwaukee. He has amassed over 10 million views on LinkedIn content, is one of the first video creators on the platform, along with host of a couple different shows that I'm sure we'll get into, and I'll link all of that in the show notes. So welcome to the show. Appreciate you, man. I'm geeked. <laughs> I love it. Let's do this. First question for you, just to kick things off to... You know, before we get into like the work that you're involved with, which will which will happen naturally, I just want to know who you are. So, who are you as a human on this planet? Yeah, I feel like that that question. I freaking hate it, man. People, people ask you, like, <laughs> "What do you do? Who are you?" I I feel like I don't even know how to answer anymore because it's just it's evolving. So, I would just say I'm a I'm a creator, dude. Just someone that's curious about everything, like. I have a business, but I just, I'm so curious and I like to figure out how things work. And sometimes I figure it out, sometimes I don't. Totally. I love it. It, I mean, I've been following you for a while now, probably at least a few years at this point. And I mean, I can see that, that point that you're making about evolving. I mean, there's been so much, obviously that that's gone through your life. And the one thing that I really resonate with, with, with you is, you're just so honest with your audience in the sense of like, you know what, I need a break from this. I, this is not where it feels like I need to be going or investing time. I'm going to go this direction and, and you know, carve a path here. Like where, where does that come from? Yeah. Um, I could probably give you a bullshit answer and say it was like a musician <laughs> or something, you know, like yeah, fair. that's what you do in music. Like you, you're just honest, like, yo, I was practicing this song for blah, blah, blah. You know, like, I don't know for me, it's, I feel like it's just that's where I found my success. It was the the video diaries, you know. It was mm-hmm. I was always writing those things or I was always recording these videos and it was just me speaking my honest truth and if you look back at um like early days of the internet, you know, like when people would consume in, information, it was a lot of the times it was blogs, you know, and those people that had those newsletters or those blogs, they were just completely transparent. Like there was no filter. They just either one, they were creating to make the world a better place or they just genuinely were interested in something or had something to say and they just did it. No filter, no worries. And I think nowadays we get so wrapped up in algorithms and all these things, you know, like I was scrolling Instagram and there was this post that had like five likes, but I liked it. So I clicked on it and I clicked on their profile and there was like a thousand posts in there and all of them had like 10 likes, 20 likes, like five likes. And I was like, damn, like that's the kind of energy that I want. Like just doing whatever I want, however I want, regardless of who likes it, you know, like that's where it comes from, man. Just honestly, like I don't see the point and and telling lies or just doing what I know is going to perform well. It's just, I'm an honest person. Sometimes a lot of people don't like that, you know, very blunt, but just it's who I am and I've, I've found success from it. Totally. Why don't you just, uh, we'll, we'll provide a little perspective for the listeners, but a bit of your backstory. I mean, I was just doing the research for this. There was a point in your life where since you're living at negative $911 in your bank account, yeah. Um, up until, you know, now where, you know, you've got some great success with, with your business and podcasts, and it, it seems like things are, are going well, obviously evolving, as you mentioned, but like, what, what, what was, why don't you just share a little bit of the path that, that you've been on? 
Yeah. So I, um, I started off, um, I've always been like a writer creator, but I really like to say I started off as a singer songwriter. Um, that's really where I learned how to sell myself. That's where I really dove into like, okay, like human behavior and storytelling and all these different things. So I did that, um, went off to college, um, all I had was my guitar. That's how I made money, you know, and then I moved into marketing, moved into technology startups, did a bunch of stuff there. Um, I was a ghostwriter for a little bit. Um, but right before, um, right before I like turned 22, I think it's when I really started thinking about like just doing my own thing. Cause I, I couldn't imagine myself working for anyone else. And at the end of my college career, I actually, I didn't graduate. I still have three credits left, but at the end of my college career, I took a dead end job. I'm just working on cars. And I just told myself, I'm going to save money. I'm going to do this thing that I know I hate on purpose because I know I won't stay there long. And then I, six months later, I launched my first agency. And then I also launched a virtual reality startup around the same time. Terrible decision to do both of those things at the same time. Terrible decision to do VR when I had no idea what I was doing, but I enjoyed it. So I did it, you know, and I, the VR company failed within six months probably honestly shorter than that. But I, I learned a lot about like what kind of leader I was and where I should be and what I was good at. And the agency from there, like I pivoted from everything from full stack to social media, to content marketing, to personal branding and all these different things and really found no success. And it, it got to that point where I did have negative $900 in my bank account. You know, I, I went to the grocery store sometimes and I remember looking at a chocolate bar and I couldn't buy it, you know, like mm-hmm. things like that. I remember like one time someone paid their invoice on time, which is a rare thing in our industry, you know, <laughs> it's a totally. rare, rare thing. but I was freaking out. I'm like, yes, like I can get food. So I went to the grocery store and I filled up my fridge for the first time and was probably a year and the food went bad because I hadn't paid my power bill, you know, and everything, uh. everything went off. Like that was my life for a while, you know, it was it was shit. It was, it was very, very difficult for me, but I knew that if I was going to be miserable, I would rather be miserable doing something that I could see myself doing forever. Something that I enjoyed, even though it was challenging versus, you know, working on cars or working for someone else in a marketing field, because I I did have job offers and everything like that, but, um, I wanted to build something of my own. And then I did find some success when I moved over to LinkedIn. Um, I was one of the first video creators there. And I was, <laughs> I remember the feature first coming out. I had been writing things. Some things went viral, but nothing really that well. Uh, but video first came out and I was like, wow, like I've been recording all these videos throughout this entire time building this company. No one's really doing it well yet. I can probably stand out. And my first video hit 30K views. And um, a lot of people think that means like, wow, I've got 30K views or I've got a million views. I have a million dollars. I have 30K, (laughs) which is not the case. You know, it was still a struggle for me, but things did start picking up and I was doing personal branding work along around that time. And I did start getting clients, you know, and like people did start bringing me out to speak and my life did slowly start to evolve, slowly start to change. But in beginning of 2018, I did take a big risk. And essentially I said, Hey, like, I don't enjoy what I'm doing. I could scale this. This is growing pretty quickly now. You know, I've learned a lot, but it's just me. And I'd love to have a team. I'd love to actually help other people versus just consulting. So mm-hmm. that's when my company now, Urban Misfit Ventures, we're, we're actually now officially Strange on Purpose Studios um, as of like two days ago. Um, okay. 
doing business as Stranger on Purpose Studios, and I can explain that later. But 2018, we absorbed my client base. Um, so then I had four people versus me, you know, and it was it was like starting all over again. But like fast forward three months, four months, and we were moving, man. And we were one of the fastest growing startups in Milwaukee. And it was, it felt like it was overnight, but it also felt like it was a hundred years. <laughs> so. oh, of course. Well, how did you manage like in, in those times where, you know, the food's going bad and you're, you're obviously really dialed into the, the vision of where you see yourself and the type of work you want to do. That's, that's super clear. But like what, there's one thing to say that and, and have it there and, and, and present. There's another yeah. thing that when you're getting beat up every day, right? Yeah. Like what, what pushed you through? Like what was your self-talk during those times? Yeah, man. I, I don't know if people would agree with the way that I talked to myself, but I was angry. I was really, really mad. Like, why am I here? What the fuck is going on? Like these people don't believe in me. This client didn't want to sign up and I was mad, you know? And I think a lot of people are afraid of those emotions and me being a musician, you know, like I I don't think this is a good thing, but a lot of musicians, a lot of artists, like they gravitate towards those negative feelings. They gravitate towards like drugs and and pain and grief, which I don't think is great. Um, But there is usefulness in those pain, in those emotions, you know, every Mm -hmm. emotion has its purpose. And for me, it was anger. Like I was angry at my circumstances. I was angry at the people around me. I was angry about everything. Um, but I knew that I, I could do something, you know? So I just channeled that. I have old videos where I'm just like hitting my punching bag that I had at the time, you know, cause I was so mad, you know? And I, I could hear the music. I was just watching this. I didn't even know I had it, but it was like this motivational speech, you know? Something that I would never listen to now. But for me, like it got me in the mood. I would go for runs and snowstorms because it got me in the mood, you know? And I would just focus. And yeah. imagine that one day, like I would get out of it. I would step out on my uh, my porch all the time and look up at skyscrapers. You know, this is Milwaukee Milwaukee's version of skyscrapers. Sure. <laughs> this is uh, this is where I want to live one day. You know, like and just imagining that life and it's wild, bro. Like I I've got this journal that I've been keeping for a long, long time, and in there, it's like, what do I want my life to look like in five years? Around that time in my life where it was just terrible. And there's this photo in there that I just grabbed randomly off the internet. And it was like, I want this to be my office space. And that photo is our first office space that we that we got. And we got it for free. We just traded space. It's not something that I sought, like, sought out. It's not something that I went and purchased. It was just space that someone said, hey, trade out with us. And that photo is wow. that space. It's so, I'm glad you brought that up. I actually had a similar experience like that at one point where I had uh, a photo of a, I didn't even know what it was. It just looked like a, like a bright, you know, a lot of plants type of environment. <laughs> and I was like, oh, one day, like, I want to be working in the space like that. Or, you know, it seems really inspiring. And I think it was like six months. And I was, I was going to New York for some meetings. And this guy's like, you got to meet me at this, uh, uh, this co-working space. And I walk in, I'm like, holy shit, that's the photo. <laughs> It's like, I can't make this stuff up. It's, it's, it's wild. Right. And I imagine too, like I've done these kind of future setting exercises where you same question, right? Like, what do I want my, my life to look and feel like in five years or 10 years or three years or whatever. And it's, you go back and it's unbelievable how much of that stuff comes to fruition. Right. Yeah. It's uh, so what, like, do you still, is that a regular practice for you? Is that like something you do once a year or when you kind of feel inspired to just, yeah. you know, let, let the words flow? Yeah. So I usually do it 
um, once a year around the same time and then I compare, but I feel okay. like there's chapters, there's chapters in my life, you know, I feel yeah. like a chapter just closed, uh, leading into 2020. Um, and I feel like now a lot of my life, a lot of what I want has changed, you know, and I, I looked at a sentence that I wrote in that journal and it was, I achieved everything, you know, for the most part, everything in that, that I wanted to achieve um, in that mm. sentence that I was reading. And now I think it's time for a new sentence. So it, now is really the time where I am imagining again, like, what do I want? You know, like maybe it's not that 500 person company anymore because I, I yeah. don't think I want that anymore. So what does that look like? And it's not something I've completed yet, but I don't know, That's that excites me. You know, this idea of creating, creating your life. I think a lot of people don't like being lost. I, I don't know, I feel like I find it's exciting finding myself. I don't know. Sure. Sure. Well, it's, uh, it's like a never ending game essentially, right? Like kind of full circle to how we opened up. I mean, you mentioned how you're like, who are you? You're, you're, you're curious, but you're someone that's evolving, right? It's, it's almost, I know you're big into esports and and gaming in general. It's like, it's like you never, you you never in a good way, you never actually (laughs) reach the end of the game, right? Exactly. In some way. How have, you know, like, you know, right now we're recording this, it's July, 2020. There's a lot of shit going on in the world, obviously pandemic, uh, you know, injustice, just all of this stuff. And not to mention not too long ago, you know, I know you, you lost your brother. Like, I mean, these are all just huge, huge, huge things for anyone, right? Like how, how have you processed all of this or, or how is this leading into this, this new exercise you're going into now on like kind of who you want to be or how you want your life to look moving forward? Yeah. There's, um, there's this quote that I'm going to butcher really quick, but it goes something like, um, you can't plan for innovation. Hmm. And that's about all I remember actually. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> you can't plan for innovation. Like it's just something that comes, you know? And yeah, for me, how I've processed, um, the grief specifically, like with my brother, um, yeah. I'd say that's, that's the thing that's impacted me the most. Um, cause I lost him in October, 2019 in it, which is still soon, you know, of course. Um, a recent and for me, I, I feel like I'm more curious. I'm kinder, but also more ruthless in the same sense. You know, like more blunt, more honest. Sure. I don't have time to waste. Um, I don't have time to waste on things that I don't care about. Like that's really where I'm leaning into in terms of processing everything that's going on. Like the past six months, I feel like I've been drifting without knowing that I've been drifting. Like just just floating, just doing things just to do them, just creating to create. And it wasn't until maybe three weeks ago where I really realized what was wrong with me. And I was sitting in the weight room of my apartment complex and just mad, complex, angry, like tired. Like I'm just sitting there and it felt like I woke up from like this long, long hibernation. Hmm. And I've honestly never felt that before. And I was like, wow, like I have been feeling this loss of identity because I've been building this like building me and building me for like four years, five years and building this company for like two years now, uh, but building companies for four or five years now. And there's been no stop, you know, I went from damn near being homeless to power being off to no money to um, thousands of followers to doing this, you know, and there was like no stop to having employees, no stop, you know, and yeah. I just never had any time to process this growth, never had any time to do any of that. Um, and I've been so burnt out 
you know, like sales blitz, sales blitz, sales blitz, like rework, business plan, all these different things. Um, and this is the first time I've been able to slow down. So I'm, I'm actually thankful for COVID. You know, I know there's a lot of, a lot of terrible things going on right now, but I also see the beauty that it's helped me see, you know, like the beauty in the life that I live and the things that I'm, I should be doing. You know, I sure. felt like I've gone and done all this stuff, but I've just been talking. I haven't really said anything. I know that's not really the case. Um, and I was talking to a friend about that. He's like, don't mistake like your elevation for, or don't mistake um, your elevation for you not making, I don't know what specifically said, but basically like the things I did is still valuable. It's just now I'm elevating. Um, yeah, of course. But really it just, this, this pause has helped me process more, I would say. Um, and just think more and not try to force things, just let it come, just let it be. Well, I, I totally agree. It's it's something I've been thinking about just witnessing everything going on, and especially with the pandemic. It's, I mean, it's a global pause or a global reset, yeah. right? And I just hope, you know, as things evolve and, and shift into wherever they're going to land, that people are able to hold on to some of that, right? And And, you know, bring in some of those practices so that we don't just flip back into autopilot, essentially. Hey, just wanted to thank you for being here. And if you're enjoying the show, drop us some lovely stars wherever you're listening. They really make a huge difference. Also, after requests from you, I've put together some mental fitness training packages in collaboration with Thrive Medicine. I'll work directly with you to help implement and personalize practices and routines to ensure your mind is thriving. Shoot me a message directly or check out the link in the show notes. Thank you as always and back to the show. You, um, I, I pulled a post, I think it's on Twitter somewhere. And it was a really good comment. I was just curious what, what you meant, what you mean by this. This is end of June and uh, it reads, I was supposed to have my first international speaking gig in Austria this year. I'm low-key thankful for this year. It now feels like I've spent a lot of my career talking but not saying anything. I have a lot that I need to say now. Looking forward to stepping on the stage again. What's behind that? Yeah, I think um, you step on st- or I step on stage, you know, and it's um, I step on stage and it's, hey, like here's how you monetize your personal brand or here's how you can launch your company, you know, or blah, 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 like content. Like those are cool things, you know, like I love money. I think everybody loves money. Like those are great things, like important things, but I think there's so much more to life and so much more that I have to say, um, like diversity inclusion, you know, like the growth of esports, technology, um, things like that, you know, grief in this, this state that we have, this state that we go into, this altered state that happens when we lose something that we love or someone that we love, things like mm-hmm. that. You know, I feel like I've just been, again, like just talking and everybody talks about personal brand. Like it's important. I think people should, you know, but I think I have so much more to say than that. And I need to say much, so much more than that. Um, so we're doing everything from like internally like we're working on this series um, on our podcast that's all about women in the sneaker industry because they're a big part of the shaping this industry and no one's talking about it you know and yeah. women in esports like black entrepreneurs like these mini series um, i'm working on a on a short film on grief you know like what do i actually want to say now versus just talking yeah i love it it sounds like to me at least it, it, it sounds like you're 
going down past the surface, essentially, like you were, yeah. you're a surface level for certain things, but just given different circumstances, you're, you're forced to go even deeper and you're, you're liking what's down there essentially, or, or what, <laughs> I guess, I guess what can be created from that place. Exactly. I've never, I've never operated very well from the surface anyway. <laughs> totally. Always been too, too deep for my own good. Yeah. Well, let's, let's keep going on esports and talk yeah. a little bit about that. Cause that's obviously a, um, a shift obviously from your, your regular work and maybe it's not like, I guess the question I'd love to ask is how has this experience launch, launching a podcast in, in esports and talking about this industry, how have, like, what's the connection point, I guess, for you? Are you seeing that like one, yeah. like esports fueling your, your other work and vice versa? Yeah, I would say esports is a thing outside of like writing. Esports yeah. is a thing that I'm most excited about. It's like the love of my life. Yeah. Um, and it, like, people think it's disconnected, but to me, like video games and I mean, esports, but video games specifically, that's where I really fell in love with stories. As a kid, you know, you're playing like Sonic the Hedgehog or Mario or something, you know, like even like Pong, like it's like, damn, like my mind, I'm like hallucinating right now or I'm being transported into another world. And I would just get captivated by those stories, you know, and a lot of what I do on the personal branding side um, and now like on the production side, it's stories, you know, like how can we help like transport someone's mind to this other world you know how can i captivate someone and it's all just stories i would say everything is just stories so there's definitely a connect there um but for me i don't necessarily want there to be a connect i think i do want to keep them separate um on the stranger and purpose studio side like i want to work on films and things that are important to me you know i want to say things with my team and we will do that um and then on the esports side i was just writing about this i think i've tried to force myself to come up with this idea, to come up with this billion dollar idea, to make a move. But again, like you can't force innovation. So now I'm really just, so I've taken a long, long hiatus on that podcast, but um, I'm really just leaning into the curiosity and being okay with not having that billion dollar idea yet. You know, just learning, just meeting people, because I do think that that's going to lead me to an idea. may not be a billion dollar idea, but it's going to lead me to an idea or lead me to something else that I love. But Right now, I'm just, I'm obsessed with esports. I'm obsessed with video games. Like I play way too much. I, I talk to people about it all the time. So it just, it's something that interests me and I'm, I'm pushing myself to just, allowing myself to just follow that curiosity that I have. Yeah. What, what do you think's, what do you think's next for esports? Cause I still feel like, it, and this might be me projecting, but even for myself at one point, I remember the first time I, I was, um, shown like a full-blown stadium full of people with esports and like like this has been going on for years how how do people not realize how big this is right like i'm curious you know what what do you think is next like on the mainstream side of things or is this going to just stay kind of this underground world yeah um i'd say anything with legs can't stay an underground can't stay underground um for me i think COVID has helped a lot in terms of just bringing awareness to the everyday person. Um, I would say though, that for me, like the future and where it's going, like, I think there's a lot of dumb money in esports. There's a lot of young money in esports, a lot of investors that don't understand, Hey, like this is where it's going or don't necessarily understand business, or they just understand that it's got a lot of hype. So let's pour money. So you're seeing a lot of dumb, um, 
dumb decisions, dumb money. There's not a lot of profitable teams right now. Like, so yeah. to me, it's a bubble waiting to burst. And I don't think that's a bad thing because I think when it does burst, that's when you're going to start see the real, the real progress, you know, like teams are going to be like, oh, like we should probably not just rely on selling t-shirts to make money, you know, like real questions. Let's treat this yeah. as a business. And I think there are some teams that do a great job. Like I love TSM, um, but just overall, um, maturity, um, rising when that does burst, you know, there's a lot of sexual allegations. There's a lot of just stupid things going on in the video game industry, um, that I would like to see change. But I think once we get to that point, it will start to change. We will see that progress, um, in that mature money entering the industry. Um, but I don't, I don't think it's going to be underground for long. Um, I honestly don't even think it's underground now. Like, it just people are finally realizing how big this is going to be. But I do 1000% think that it's going to surpass traditional sports. It's just a matter of when. Yeah, I have to agree with that, especially with, with everything going on now. I mean, essentially you have, you have arenas with traditional sporting teams starting to yeah. play with that are empty, <laughs> you know? Yep. So it's just a matter of time. Exactly. I, want to, I just want to pivot a little bit to, you, you mentioned uh, some of the video work and shorts and whatnot um, with the other company. Is that anything in relation to um, the video that I saw where, and this was so powerful, I, I'll, I'll link to this in the show notes as well, where you brought, I think it was 25 people um, mm. without a real purpose, or I don't think you, you guys had a purpose, but you didn't tell them the reason they were there yeah. and, and just ask the question, you know, what do you struggle with? Uh, why don't you just explain a little bit? Cause I, it was so powerful and I'm curious if you're doing more work uh, along those lines. Yeah. So the event, um, was about mental health. So essentially we chose 30 people that didn't really know each other. Um, they had no idea what was going on, but they got a text like, Hey, do you want to come to this event? It's on mental health. They had to opt in. Yes or no. If they said yes. They got location time and just be ready to talk basically. Hmm. They get there, they all get a number on their hand and permanent marker. I was zero, zero all the way to 30. They walk in, no idea what to expect. You see like a guitar, you see someone on the piano, um, you see a stage, lights, soapbox, like mics, all these, all this technology probably scared off a lot of people, but they came in. Uh, and then eventually I walk up on the stage, stand on the box. And I'm just like, hey, like, welcome to our experiment. I said, you're all here for a reason as creators, as business people, as human beings, like we have this tendency to ask how people are doing, but the answer is always good. You know, and we don't dig deeper yeah. than that. It just stays surface level. So this is what we're going to do. You all got a number on your hand, zero to 30. That number signifies who's going to come up on stage, the order you're going to come up on stage. And the prompt is like, what are you struggling with? Or what have you struggled with? And then I went and I just, I talked about my struggle, you know, and then the next person went. And we expected like 10 people to go, but every person in the room went up and it was the deepest, deepest, deepest conversation. And I like, that's still one of the coolest thing that I've, that we've been a part of, you know, and yeah. created this film around it. And the idea for me as a person is to do more of that as a company, not so much those experiments, um, but yes, films, uh, but me as a person, like those are, that's stuff that I want to do. And I'll probably just enlist my team to do it anyway, but as a, as a company, we're more leaning into like documentaries and short sure. films, but we probably still will do things like that too when we get the chance. What, what do you think allowed for 
the individuals a part of that experiment to feel safe enough to actually open up like that. Because that, I mean, people were in tears. People were really vulnerable in that situation. And yeah. I know when I was watching it, I was like, the feeling, is, oh, I'm not alone. You know, there's it, it, there's a powerful connection there. I'm, I'm curious how you facilitated that or if it was just the vibe of the room. Yeah, um, it was a smaller room. You had to be close together. This is before COVID, so it was okay. Um, but I think it was really the second person that went, the person that went right after me. It wasn't me. And I, I have no issue admitting that. Like my energy, like I'm good at it. You know, I can read a room, like I speak for a living. But the second person um, is actually, and we chose her on purpose. Um, we just told her, you're cool with going second. Um, she is one of my business partner's wife. Um, and she she talked about just abuse and suicide suicidal thoughts, you know, and she, she was real, like really, really real and frightened a lot of people, you know, and it was like, wow. And I think that opened the door for a lot of people to be like, okay, like I want to talk about my problems or because maybe someone will relate or maybe I can help someone. But I I really think it was her um, that really opened that door. And from there, like, it was just like a floodgate. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was beautiful to watch. I mean, congratulations for for putting something like that together. I think we need more of that, right? Just get people talking. And um, and I think, again, just showing that, you know, like we're not living in silos like this. Like we're, we're all, we, we all have shit. We're all dealing with it in, in the way, best way we can, right? And it, it just makes it so much more helpful. Yeah. You know, you're not alone. Agreed. Just on that topic, I'm curious, like in your daily routine or some of the non-negotiables in your life like what what are some practices or things that you're doing to help you process through um struggle but also even you know to help celebrate the big wins in your life as well yeah um i'm not so great at celebrating the wins um (laughs) you're human (laughs) yeah Our, our business coach last year or the beginning of this year she made us list off all the things we did and I was like in awe of myself for a little bit and my team. I'm like, damn, we're pretty cool. You know, and I, it, it made me realize I don't celebrate the wins. It's just not how my brain works. Like I move on to the next thing. I want to dominate. That's just how I am. I'm competitive. Let's go. Yeah. And I honestly think that's okay. Um, but I do think that I should sit down and pause like COVID has taught me um, more often. But I, I'm okay with me just being go, 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 go most of the time. Um and then, I'm sorry, what was the other half of the question? Just how you're processing, like it, processing, you know, through struggle or even just working through problems and stuff. Like, are there any daily practices that you've, that are, that are non-negotiables for you to keep your yeah, mind clear? Absolutely. Um, working out is big. Um, it's just, it's always how I find clarity. Writing, for sure. I have to do it. If I don't, I, I can't push through. Um, And another one which surprises a lot of people is um, either my music, of course, but video games, you know, and I've found that stepping away from the thing that I'm doing or the thing that I need to get done helps me do that thing a lot more effectively. It doesn't matter what it is. Like I could be cooking, I could be playing video games or writing or whatever it is, but just stepping away and doing something else helps me tremendously. Well, I think it just lets, lets your mind actually work some magic, give it some space to make the connections, right? Agreed. What uh, I'm curious, this is a bit of a, a selfish question because I'm writing a book, but I'm, so I'm curious on your writing, uh, like when do you write? What's, what's that look like for you? Um, in terms of what? 
Well, just like your, I mean, you, you mentioned writing helps you process a lot of this stuff. Is this something like you write every morning or is it, um, is there anything else behind that? Your, your, your yep. flow into writing? Yeah. Um, so I'd say there's three things. Um, my journal, I just, I write whenever. Um, yeah. And I've been trying to get back in the habit of writing every day, um, which I've been doing and it's been great. Um, I also really want to write a book. Um, and that is where I struggle because I know I need to have set time and I need to have space. I need to give yeah. myself space to write. And that's where I really struggle because I'm very spont- spontaneous. Sure. Um, so right now I'm, I'm actually taking a writing course. I just to, again, do something else so that I can do the thing that I want to do very, very well. And just writing just for the sake of writing versus trying to write a book. Um, and I think that will help me write a lot better. But in terms of actual like practices, I, I don't really have them. I just, I write when I feel. Um, sure. And for my book that I do plan on writing, I know I will have that, that set time where I just, it's time to write. Yeah. Well, that's been a game changer for me. It's, it's, cause I think it's, I think a lot of people have an illusion what it, of what it's like to write a book, right? It's like, oh, yeah. you've locked yourself up in some sort of remote <laughs> cabin. <laughs> that sounds great though. Right? Yeah, it does. <laughs> So maybe, maybe we're doing something wrong, but I mean, I know for me, it's, it's like I'm writing, you know, an hour or so I try every early morning and then, you know, the rest of life happens type thing. So if I'm not carving out that time, it just, it's just not going to happen. But yeah, maybe I need to, um, visualize a little bit more on that, that cabin in the woods. (laughs) Hey man, I I was telling my girlfriend, I'm like, I want to take six months to a year, just go to a new city or new, like location every two months or three months or something like that. And I just want to focus on writing. Yeah. And I think I'm going to do it. I just, I don't know when. Love it. Uh, last question for you, you know, all said and done work aside, everything going on, you know, what, what truly makes you smile each day? Um, honestly, like, I think it's satisfying my curiosity, you know, like just, I'm curious about something. Let's learn about it. Um, I think that's fun to me, just seeing how things work. So honestly, like, I've never really struggled with happiness, even when things were bad and I was angry, you know, I was still kind of happy. Like, I think now it's just, <laughs> I was I was eating this ice cream in bed and I was, I, I told you I'm weird as hell, but I was like, <laughs> this tastes so good. I was like, yeah. I've never tasted it. I feel like I've never tasted this before. Like stuff like that, you know, like just small to big, like, just experiencing, like satisfying the curiosity. Like, I don't know. I'm weird. I, I'm I love weird. It. just breathing, you know? Hey, there's, there's nothing wrong with the basics in life. I think, <laughs> you know, if most of us can go back to that, just appreciate the fact that our lungs work. And like you said, some ice cream in the bed, I just <laughs> see that flying off on the covers. It's giving me anxiety thinking about it, but <laughs> maybe I'll have to try it out. Uh, I mean, it's, it's know, probably not the best for your health, but <laughs> Yeah, it was, fair. It was a day. <laughs> totally. It's summer. It's hot. <laughs> exactly. That was my excuse. Yeah. Um, I forgot. I definitely have to get some of your prompts. I, I did lift some uh, reflective questions that you dropped in your, your TED Talk, which was, uh, what makes you strange? What's your overarching story? And mm-hmm. who are your people? Those are really great questions. So I'll, I'll make sure they're in the notes. But are, are there any other ones, uh, you personally, that circulate either on a frequent basis or when you're trying to make big decisions? Um, I would say, how does this connect to my 
my end goal or the goal that I have um, is a question that I ask myself often. Um, and two, is this absolutely vital? Um, if it's not, I typically don't do it. Um, or I make a mistake and I do it for a little bit and then I realize it's not vital. Um, and then three, just will I enjoy this? Because I am absolute crap at doing things that I do not enjoy. I love that. And I, I see that through everything that you write about on, especially on LinkedIn and, and, and the projects you work on. You, you can feel that. It's, it's really nice to see. I mean, I know you, are, um, you don't celebrate or you have a hard time celebrating some of the wins, but I hope you give yourself a little self-love uh, after this conversation because uh, I, I definitely want to send over some virtual high fives for the work that you're putting in this world and for you being you and being honest with yourself and following the signs and your passion and helping a ton of people along the way. So that's, that's nothing short uh, of amazing and something that should be celebrated. So thank you. Appreciate that, man. And thank you for having me on. 